Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is our Monday Night Raw recap episode for September 12th, 2016, and I am joined, as always, by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Giri and, of course, Matt Morgan. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Hey, guys, doing great. Sorry about last night. I'm looking forward to tonight, though, to redeem myself. <laughs> Raj, uh, how's your evening going? A good time watching Raw, I'm assuming, just by that... that satisfied look on your face it actually if you can't look at it raj looks kind of just sort of beaten down <laughs> I am beaten down. It's still another night to go uh and this is a long night great yeah. main event but a long, uh, long night up until that yeah so of course uh you know last night was smackdown's first pay-per-view if you want to go back and listen to that with raj matt morgan and vince russo of course you can check that uh, just out. vince matt had technical oh, matt difficulties last night. Make it. so raj and vince <laughs> that's what wow. she said <laughs> nice well i'll definitely have to listen to that later uh, and that you know that just means more russo so you can't go wrong with that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but let's let's jump into monday night raw and talk about what happened tonight now now i know i talked about last week being a very soap opera ish raw but did it strike you guys just at the start where they were like previously on monday night <laughs> Like it was, it, I felt like you mentioned like uh, Melrose Place last week, Raj. I felt like I was watching an episode of the OC or something, you know, here. I mean, this was just so soapy, that intro. Yeah. I mean, there's ways you can do that with, a, you know, with the, giving it more of a sports feel than a, than a soap opera feel. And I, I'd much prefer the sports feel. Yeah. Yeah. It was something. So, of course, we had a look back at Owens winning with the assist from Triple H again. Everything that happened with Roman Reigns, the announcement of the main event tonight, which would uh, turn the match at Clash of the Champions into a triple threat if Reigns were to beat Kevin Owens. But we went to the ring. Mick Foley had the mic, uh, started by congratulating, obviously, Becky Lynch on being the first SmackDown women's champion last night at Backlash. And then used that as a segue to talk about the women's action in the WWE on Monday Night Raw. Uh, brought out Charlotte and Dana Brooke. We saw their relationship continue to disintegrate in front of our eyes. And then brought out Sasha and Bailey uh, to talk about the match Clash of the Champions. A little disagreement between, you know, Bailey and Sasha over who should get the, the shot at Charlotte at that paper review uh, turned into a, a uh, triple threat match between Bailey, Sasha, and Dana Brooke with Bailey taking the pin for a Sasha victory, sending her on to Clash of the Champions. Matt, I'll go to you first. Uh, what do you think about the further developments of this angle, perhaps setting up a future conflict between Bailey and Sasha, and uh, just where they're going with all this? Um, it's so convoluted. Again, they're trying to fit 10, you know, 10 pounds of crap in a five-pound bag again. Um, and unfortunately, as you saw, something that got a good reaction and they had a step on the reaction by the crowd because they were trying too much to jam too much in that one segment was the slap heard around the world. Um, the fans were ready for that. And I thought they should have waited a little bit longer to do that. They just threw it out there. They threw it away, got a great reaction, and they weren't able to do anything and catch in on it. Um, th that should have been a separate segment on itself. Um, and this is what they've always done with the girls and the females or the women, you want, I'd rather say. Um in wrestling, they've always just combined everything into one. Six-man tags, things like that. Um, this was no different, just in the promo sense, and it was frustrating on that end. Um, everybody did their part, obviously. They did the best what they could with what they were given. Um, I mean, that's really about it. Uh, I didn't I – mean, we'll get into the match, I'm sure, but just for the record, I want to throw it out there that that was a double pin, and I don't know why no one else is talking about that. Um, that was not a pin. If you go back and watch um, Sasha on Bailey, Sasha's shoulders were on the ground. 
I, I, I said that too in the comment section uh, during the during the show. I, I agree. I thought I thought that's what it was going to lead to because that's how they always yeah. build these triple threat matches is doing a double pin. Uh, I'll say this: I thought Charlotte was really good on the mic. She's mm-hmm. she's getting. I mean, she's just getting great on the mic as a heel. Um, I thought Stephanie McMahon took over her body there right when she was dressing down Dana Brooke. You know, <laughs> I know Stephanie would have been proud, but uh, yeah, you know, the problem is they've done this like uh, this fake uh, banter between Charlotte and Dana, and it just turns out to be a ruse. You know, mm. and, and Dana's really helping Charlotte. And they've just done it so many times. That it, it and they just did it again. It just lost all effectiveness. I mean, the next time they, they tease it, it's got to be a real break because they've just they've just teased that too many times. They cried wolf once too often. But um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought I thought it was good for a change to have the women out in the opening promo. And uh, that's I, true. But once we get to the match, that's where I had my problems. Right. Well, I thought what was interesting is that they, they built up, you know, now in this new era, Sasha and Bailey having this friendship. But uh, Kayfabe, they've never really explained that, right? I mean, we're just sort of meant to assume that this is like the end of the Karate Kid and Johnny now respects Daniel because he tried so hard and beat him. So now, you know, they're cool. Uh, we're all supposed I, to know what happened on NXT is what we're supposed to all yeah. know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, definitely they had a very heated conflict uh, in all their NXT matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's interesting to me that they're they're setting the seeds for them to, to battle again. Although it was interesting that they didn't really focus on that. They had a little interplay during the triple threat. But uh, when they went to commercial, it was kind of like that scene um, in, in the 1980 version of Flash Gordon when it's like Flash and Prince Baron have to fight and they both look at each other like, I don't know, what do you want to do? And they kind of start to go along with it. I thought it seemed like uh, they need to almost build that up more if they're going to have that. There was really- no reaction to it if you guys listened as they went to commercial break. Thank God they went to commercial break. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think don't think they built the groundwork for that again, nope. you know? I mean, it seemed like Sasha was like, excuse me, Bailey, with, you know, with all due respect. I mean, that was not the, the start of reseeding the feud. I mean, they were very, very polite in their disagreement. Uh, but I think we saw a glimpse of what perhaps the direction could go in the future. I mean, Matt, what did you think of the match itself? <laughs> They're all money in the ring. Um, I, what's there to say? Um, little, t- little things. If they were watching this right now, like, who am I to be talking about? Like, you know in ring technique and crap i was a big man but nonetheless there's little things that i would say to the girls like bailey rolling out of the way for the double knee uh gimmick in the corner that sasha does you've got to hit sasha's got to hit that stat that double stacker before you roll out of the way and make it mean more like that should have gotten a better reaction than it did um so she maybe you know but it was the first time that i'd ever seen her try to do that on raw tv she's done it in nxt a bunch of times um, but not to the raw crowd, you know, it wasn't established yet on hitting both girls at one time and being innovative. It would have been innovative enough if she had hit it. Um, just little things like that. There's not much to say about it because the girls are phenomenal in the ring, all three of them, especially the first two, I should say. I, I do think they're overdoing the uh, suplex powerbomb spot, you know, in these triple threat matches. Yeah. I feel like every triple threat match. Night. Yeah, they just did last night. Um, uh, yeah, I thought, I, I mean, I think this is Dana Brooks best match, uh, since mm-hmm. she's been on the main roster. I mean, that, you know, that's, you know, it's like Dean Ambrose had a great match last night, but that was really because of AJ. Um, yes. so it was, you know, this was really because of Sasha and Bailey and they just worked yeah. great together. Um, I, you know, I know wins and losses don't really matter to people anymore, but I don't think Bailey should be getting pinned this, uh, this early on in, especially when you had Dana Brooke in the match anyway. Yeah, they just had her yes. take the pin, uh, but having Bailey pinned so early, 
I, I, it just it just drives me nuts. Oh, but Raj, it sets the seeds between you know Sasha and <laughs> Bailey. Uh, nobody right. cares. Exactly, but uh, and I think that's part of the reason nobody cares is because they keep beating these people right off the bat. Um, but yeah, you know they, they. I don't. Obviously, it appears like the double pin wasn't the plan. Um, but hopefully they use that as an angle next week. But I don't want it to lead to a one-on-one between Sasha and Bailey, and Sa- you know Bailey gets beat again. So I'd almost rather they don't do nothing than than do that. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know, I thought it was interesting though. I, I think to your point earlier, Matt, they they definitely are sort of throwing away uh, and and like wasting this opportunity with the Dana Charlotte thing. I think they could have built that a little more and better to where you could have a Dana Charlotte you know match in the future that people would really care about. But I feel like they're kind of rushing that right now and, and kind of like you guys are saying there's like all this stuff going on at once uh in this interplay between the four and i think either split them up into two and two and do solid concrete storylines with proper builds and development mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to crisscross zigzag and have us follow it along and care you know yeah but whoever the gets the the feud with dana is really getting the short end of the stick there yeah well what are you gonna do <laughs> and, and, and i'll tell you exactly how they think i'll tell you 100 how WWE thinks about this they've already got their other women's Angle with uh, what's what's Rock's uh, niece's name or whatever name? Uh, what, Nia, 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 Jax. Nia Jax. That's their other woman yeah. storyline because that's how they think. Still, no matter what they're talking about, this women's movement, yada yada, you know, revolution. That's what they think. There's not enough. They don't think enough of them to have three to four different angles between the women. And I hate to break it to them, they do. Yeah. Well, I don't know, and it'll be interesting. I mean, do you guys think just just pure speculation that uh, you know, if Paige sorts out her business and comes oh, back, wow. if Emma comes back, I mean, will wow. there even be enough room? Wow. Or would they be better oh. served to go to SmackDown? There's more than enough room. You got like six women on each side, so uh, you know, uh, when you have a division built around a roster that small, you, there's more than enough room. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, on SmackDown, I mean, how are they going to keep doing these six women uh, tag masters if there are eight women on the SmackDown roster? I hate to break it to the guys. Pick your damn game up or get off yeah, TV because yeah. I'd rather yeah. see them. You just yeah. said it right there. I forgot all about her, uh, you know, in a contract situation. Like, I love watching her work. Yeah, well, that's what I've been expecting. I think Paige, when she comes back, I'm hoping it's a surprise that this will get a huge pop at this point, given all the speculation. You know, mm-hmm. I think she's been gone cool. and under the radar long enough. But uh, anyhow, moving on uh, to, to what happened, you know, we got the aftermath from that with Dana and Charlotte continuing the drama backstage. Uh, Dana carrying Charlotte's bag or rolling Charlotte's bag, as it were. Uh, and then we had a backstage segment with uh, everybody's favorite, yours and mine, the Shining Stars. And I actually have to give them credit for this, because if anyone were going to buy a timeshare, I absolutely believe our truth is the guy <laughs> i'd be like this makes a lot of sense oh i'm saving a ton of money vacationing this way uh and of course uh, before he could uh, give the payment to the shining stars enzo and Cass interrupted it uh, i think the most notable thing about this little vignette for me actually laughing and thinking the shining stars played a role in something entertaining um our truth did a little jimmy reference it had been a while you know he talked mm. about bringing little jimmy with him to puerto rico i don't, I don't remember when the last one was but that was kind of almost throwback at this point um yeah i mean what'd you guys think of the segment i i haven't found an r-truth segment entertaining since that that time he walked out when they were setting up the money in the bank match like a couple years ago or like a few years ago and he wasn't in the match um i just i i don't know he's way too over the top corny you know in, in these comedy spots for me to uh for me to get into it. So what you're saying is you really appreciate his work as a rapper. That's really how you see him. Yeah. Uh, he's a much better rapper than a uh, comedian. <laughs> you know, songwriter, 
artist really i think is the word uh yeah, i like yeah i mean i liked him when he was a heel back in the day i thought he did some great stuff but uh you know with the stuff with gold dust it's just I, I i can't i just the wwe comedy lately is just it's, it's it doesn't work filler. for me that's through santino spot filler is what they, they put them in it sucks i might have made a comment on it <laughs> i like that that's matt the matt morgan version of protests like i'm taking a knee <laughs> When, when we talk about the matches that I just I ch- choose not to recognize them. <laughs> uh, so then we had uh, Tom Phillips, of course, backstage with Kevin Owens, uh, you know, giving an interview about the night. Uh, what was to come in his match with Roman Reigns. Chris Jericho shows up and announces that Sami Zayn is going to be the guest on the highlight reel later in the show. Uh, but then we came back to what was interesting again, Bo Dallas. I, I was going to say this real quick about that oh, backstage yeah, yeah, yeah. segment. Uh, when Jericho said "shh," I oh, thought man. Tom Phillips was going to say "it," and I was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. they're you know they're going to go uh, PG thirteen on this one." But mm-hmm. alas, they didn't do it. But uh, I, that backstage segment I thought was great. I think anytime you have yeah. a, and, and we'll get to Owen's promo yeah, yeah, later in the night. But um, Jericho, the only thing is, is he he's he's great at the comedy, but he's doing it so much that. It's not he. He seems less and less like a main event heel and more like a, a an upper yeah. mid card comedic heel when he can easily be a main event heel. Uh, I was starting to feel that way. I was, um, but at the end of the Zane segment tonight, which we'll get into, he pulled it back when he needed to, and that's all that matters is he's able to do that. And he's been there for so long. I give him that. I don't know if that's the respect you, I give him or it's just. Me as a fan reacting, going, okay, I'm sucked back in that this could be a bad you-know-what type of villain when he wants to be, when the games and shenanigans are done with, you know? That's a good point, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Well, and he, I mean, he is one of the rare, uh, you know, WWE superstars to leave the WWE, have a decent amount of work as an entertainer and come back. I mean, that's not a long list, you know, of those that, that left, did work outside of their mm-hmm. ecosystem. It's not like all he did was, you know, episodes of swerved in wwe studios films so i think jericho's Mm -hmm. skills really i mean are are much needed i mean again and compare him to some of the other attempts at we'll call it comedy that they have there i mean i think jericho just just does an a1 job Mm -hmm. time um so what what do you think uh matt about this bo dallas versus brandon scott who i'm assuming uh yeah local wrestler uh what 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 do you think about this bo dallas uh do we even call it a push at this point no it's honestly what stephanie would call this a sink or swim um moment i've had it other wrestlers had this uh point that you get to where they're like hey it's sink or swim meaning we'll give you some matches that you're going to go over in and you're going to look like a beast in and it's up to you to take that and make something out of it really and that's what they're doing with him right now and it it's annoying because here's my one question i'm going to go 180 on this why in the blue hell are we not taking that kid who is talented as hell he was aggressive as hell tonight i loved how aggressive he was and why are they not doing anything with his brother how hard is that to book yeah you well, know what I mean? Do, do you do you guys just want to throw your money away on this guy and just get you know minimum return? Because how hard, what a great story it would be between Bray trying to make his squeaky clean brother into this, you know? That would be great. It'd be very cool. It'd be play to Bray's strengths, the the, the Jake the Snake type of psychology he would be doing in these promos with him. It'd be awesome. So that I'm would only- be great. I'm only up to mid 2013 in my big NXT full sale years rewatch. And I did see the interplay there between Bo and Bray, but in kayfabe, have they ever acknowledged that they're brothers? 
just in their full tag team there back in the day at FCW, I remember, and they're FCW champions. No, n- never on the main roster. But never main roster. S- yeah. Someone's pointing out that Bo has more wins than Bray this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might be right. That's, I think- that might be right, singles. Uh, man, with, with Bo, it's like – I don't see how you can uh, take it seriously when he's coming out doing the leaping Lanny Poffo gimmick and doing the poem. And then, uh, you know, he's got this, the silly, the the Bo Dallas campaign signs. And then you're supposed to take him as this, you know, uh, this beast uh, once the match starts. And just with this outfit, like, if you had just turned the TV on and didn't really follow wrestling and you were supposed to pick the jobber, oh, man. you'd have a hard time. The only reason you'd probably pick yeah. the other guy is because he's shorter. But other than that, right. their presentation, no, right. he doesn't look like a, a star with how he's presented right. right now. I'm not saying he can't be. Just right now, he's not. And um, you know just, I'm sorry, Raj. Oh, go ahead. You know what's crazy? Back in those FCW days, he was the one who was supposed to be the biggest star. Yeah, he was the NXT champion. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. And it's just, uh, you know, though, Raj, that makes me think that with the current generation of young wrestling fans, you could do a great game showing them videotape of Spot the Jobber. You know, which one's the jobber in this match? <laughs> yeah. See if you can guess. Uh, but, you know, and with Bo... And, and- if you're gonna if you're gonna steal Lanny Poffo gimmicks, you know at least take the genius. Don't take the uh, the poet one. You know the the leaping Lanny Poffo one. Yeah, it's just so awkward and so weird. And you know it's rare because look, I I think Sheamus is a really pasty guy, and that works for him. I think there's some guys in the business who are too tan. But with Bo, like tonight, looking at him, I mean, he just looked like pale as can be, like like mm. almost stricken by scurvy. Uh, I know you can't really put on heavy amounts of foundation when going out to the ring, but I mean, he looked almost gaunt and jaundiced tonight. I thought, you know, maybe it was just the color setting on my TV, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, and Matt, with you're saying your point about sink or swim, that makes me wonder if, you know, behind this, given his uh, detainment and arrest a few weeks ago, if he's actually nervous about this, because this is his make or break, his break or break moment. His work and his body language tells me he's not. Um, he was incredibly aggressive tonight. Yeah. They're letting it fly. I don't know why he sold that all tonight, um, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would say I, I'm, I'm morbidly curious to see where this angle yeah. goes. I'm, I'm watching it because I'm like, I can't imagine this is, you know, just, I mean, God, thank God, you know, Braun didn't have his match tonight, but it's like, we were talking about this last week. You can't have, I mean, can you have three squashes on a three hour mm. show? Just like, let's just. Do it wasn't even a squash. He sold. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but you know what I mean? Shit can't through the ropes. But, like but a with, a, with a no-name jobber, I think yeah. is what he means. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Pardon me. I, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I just think if you're going to do it, do it for the right talent. But, I, you know, with Bo, I, I think you could have started off, ah, we've given it too much time. Let's go on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this segment has gone on longer than the actual match if you go back and watch it. Uh, so uh, we came back from that and we had the highlight reel. Uh, with Chris Jericho talking up his best friend, Kevin Owens, and they're bringing out his former best friend, Sami Zayn. Uh, you all can guess how that went uh, if you didn't watch the episode. But, uh, Matt, let's go to you first. I mean, what did you think about the segment and where they're leading towards at the end, oh, which is going to be Jericho versus Zayn at Clash of the Champions? I loved every single bit of it. Every part of it, from the beginning, from Jericho getting down on the mat yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to, to demonstrate literally how low on the totem pole Zayn was. And sometimes I always, you know, worry about that. I, when I was a when I was a heel, I'd make sure I, I would not bury my opponent that to that to that extent. You know, you don't want to bury him that much. You want to build him up. But where Chris is going with this is obviously going to build him up. He's got a freaking pay per view match now versus Chris Jericho. This is exactly what we've been talking about that we need for Sami Zayn. Um, 
one of these up and coming baby faces that they need to get into fifth gear already. Stop this second and third gear back and forth crap. Let's go put him in fifth gear. And him versus Chris Jericho is fifth gear. And um, at a pay per view, no less. Um, I think it's going to be a good match. I think it's going to help Sammy get to that next right right before that next notch he needs to get to. Um, and it gets him on TV in a major angle versus somebody very important. He looked comfortable on the mic tonight. He gets a little too smarmy for my taste, though, as a baby face. He's got to watch that. He gets a little too wise-assy where I would just want to punch him in the face. And he's supposed to be a sympathetic baby face. He's got to watch that. I'm not saying he's got to be nerdy, but don't try to out-cool Chris Jericho. There's no reason to. Yeah. Take the sympathy while you can while he's browbeating. Yeah, I, I I agree. I thought this was fantastic. This is uh this and the main event were the best things on the show by far. Uh, Jericho was great. I thought I thought Sami Zayn was uh was really good. Uh, He's comfortable in that he didn't seem uh he didn't seem like he didn't belong. And yes. this it's like what you said, Matt. This is uh, a feud that could take him to that next level. Uh, I, you know, I hadn't even thought of it when you know of a Sami and Chris Jericho feud a couple weeks ago, but it makes complete sense right now. And it's something that could do wonders for Sammy. And, and Jericho has shown when he can put his creative input into things. Like the Shawn Michaels was one of the you know, best wrestling angles you know, the last 10 years. When he is invested in an angle, uh, it could be great. And so mm-hmm. you know, hopefully they give them time. Hopefully this isn't a one and done and it goes on. And, and, and Jericho has some input and, and it goes somewhere. But yeah, I thought this was awesome. Yeah, no, I love the combination of the two of them. Jericho, funny as always, and Sami Zayn. I love how a uh, you know a French Canadian guy of Syrian descent sometimes comes across to me like uh, more of a New York Jew than most New York Jews that I know. <laughs> uh, you know, it is no surprise to me that you know his favorite show growing up that he watched nonstop was Seinfeld. And I think that's what you're talking about with the smarminess that comes through. And I yeah. think that's where you can have a good heel turn in the future is that Larry yeah. David esque, like eh, just let's back up a minute and focus on this one thing you said. Like he just mm-hmm. doesn't know when to shut up. You know, mm-hmm. and just goes on a little too long. But uh, yeah, love Sami Zayn and love that they found something to do with him um, that's going to get him a good spot on the pay per view. Especially, can I just say? Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. I keep cutting you all off. I apologize. Um, the hat thing, cut that out, <laughs> Sammy. I'm begging you if you watch this, which you're not. Do not do that. It's corny. All right. Yeah, every, and especially since Vince Russo has been making the cab driver jokes, but <sighs> it's stuck. Like uh, that's all I could think about when he's wearing that hat. I think he's got to go out and sell newspapers on a street corner, you know? Uh, but uh, they're selling the hats now on WWE Shop. When those go on clearance, I'm going to pick one up just because. Just Anybody above 12 years old, if I see you wearing those, I will carbon footprint your lips off your face. <laughs> I'll see if they can get me Corny. one by uh, next Monday show. <laughs> I mean, that's the majority of stuff they merchandise, though, right? I mean, look, like we buy this stuff because because we like it or it makes us laugh or makes us smile. Nobody buys a piece of wrestling merchandise because they think it's going to make them look cool, or at least not cool oh, to anyone that's not. Yes, my NWO shirts were badass back in the day. <laughs> and my I macho, thought I was cool my as hell. Man shirt still gets you know still gets likes. So. Actually, I've got, I've got a younger brother <laughs> that, that cool wears shirt. his DX shirt around because he thinks that it's it's rebellious. But again, to us it is. To the general public, it's like. Just do go around telling people to suck it. 
bike. You know, I still wear that to the gym. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the appropriate place to wear wrestling. Uh, so we came back from uh, that segment. Okay, so you know, with, with Sheamus versus Cesaro, everyone I'm sure knows this, and they mentioned it on the show. We did not see match four. Uh, much as we discussed last week, match four happened at the O2 Arena in London. And as predicted, Cesaro got his win. It keeps him in the game. Um, what did you guys think of tonight of match five and Cesaro's win over Sheamus? Uh, Matt, I'll go to you first. I'm just going to throw to Raj on this. I, I thought it was good. I texted Raj's, Raj my thoughts leading into the match. and no, um, It was good. It, they're always well executed between these two guys. They're both pros, pros. I, I can't say enough good things about the two guys themselves. They're stuck in a crappy situation, and I can't keep repeating that enough. Yeah, it's never been can these guys have a good match. They, they keep having them over and over. Um, it's just is it something you want to see over you know every week? Um you know, I wouldn't mind if they had a couple more of these at live events, and then you went straight to the final. But you know, it was a good match. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, the, uh, the weird thing was that Cesaro used the, the the feet on the ropes, which I, you know, I like that spot. I thought it was, you know, uh, a good way for. But I, th- I thought it was weird that all of the announcers justified it. You know, like they're all like, "Oh, well, you know, that that's what you do," yeah. uh, even though two of them, you know, I don't know. At that's least the heel cool. one or the two baby faces. Someone should have said. He he pulled one out or he cheated, but it, I thought that was just kind of strange. But the the match itself was fine. Yeah, I, you know, I like this idea, though, that I feel like um, we see a lot of this repetitive booking and the same guys fighting every week. So from now on, let's just call it a best of seven series. And at least that way, maybe it'll be over before seven actual matches. Um, I think these guys have a great match in them. I'm hoping seven, you know, we see it. But I feel like... It, you know, we've talked about this before. When you see something this much, it's not special. And I know they're trying to build the drama and the story, but I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, literally now it's just the same thing. Well, I think it would be more special if they sold the championship title shot aspect oh, sure. of it more. You know, if they did backstage segments with Owens or just where they give each other a glance or, or something yeah. to show what's on the line. But you, you almost forget that there's a title shot, you know, at stake uh, for the winner. What's the appropriate number of matches to prove who is definitively the better fighter? Wait. I mean, Matt, Matt, I'll ask you first. Is it seven? Time, time out. This is horrible. This is this, this, hold up. I've been watching every one of these stuff for the house show, the house show match. But this is our first one. This has title implications. Oh yeah, one of them gets a title <laughs> shot. Yeah. You gotta be. Sh- you gotta they, be kidding. They say it in passing, but yeah, that's that's true. I've not missed an episode. I I've somehow missed that. It could be the U.S. title. Wow. This might not be like you know. Big one. Yeah, they actually something. never said WWE championship. <laughs> they just okay. said a title opportunity. Okay. And Cesaro said he's maybe yeah, they'll Fred. bring back the hardcore <laughs> championship. Maybe to be the European championship. Actually, European but, would be fitting. You know. That, regardless, they you know you you can push that aspect of it more yeah. and make it seem like there's something really on the line. Absolutely. Yep. Right. But is seven is seven the number? Is seven the number where it proves you didn't get the better of me once, not twice, not three times, but four times you kick my ass, you're the better fighter. To, to Glenn, to answer your question in one sentence, it this is a holding pattern. <laughs> That's what this is. I want Between to believe two guys. that everything has significance, Matt. If it doesn't have significance, you know, I just can't get invested. <laughs> I want to believe. That's what the writers look at this as. <laughs> Raj? Man, I got nothing Seven? else. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about it next. Now, Matt, I know you were not looking forward to this, this development. You don't, you're not as excited about this as I was. But we saw <laughs> Alicia Fox versus Nia Jax, an actual match. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, and uh, Alicia, you know, got, I mean, it went on for a minute or two. I think she lasted longer than CM Punk did, but she did get destroyed. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, this is, this is you know, I, I think leading to something fuller that we're going to see Alicia come back and maybe a more realized match between the two. But Matt, did this do anything for you? Did this make you? Yeah, I, I did. I did like it. Um, I liked it for uh, Nia Jax. I loved that one spot. That's yeah. all that needed to happen tonight was that. That's what that build was for. And they executed it, and she looked like a beast. Her outfit is the drizzling. Oh, you know my what? God. And yes. she's got to get rid of it. I don't know what to do with her, what you would do with her, but that's not the outfit for her. This, yeah. She looks like she just got back from yoga class. But uh, uh, the yeah, that beatdown was something like that she gave uh, Alicia Fox. I think that was the most brutal beatdown I've seen You know, from a, like a, a heel female uh, yeah. on the WWE main roster. And I can't remember the last time uh, you had one like that. So... I mean, props to Alicia Fox for taking that pounding, yep. but man, that was Nia, Nia looked awesome there. Mm -hmm. You got to think with Alicia, they were like, "Hey, look, we're keeping you under contract as a total divas. You're going to do, you know, a handful of matches. You're going to get hurt really bad, but you're earning it all right here in these two minutes. This is your ring time on TV." And I think you they're know? doing it right. You know, like she's yeah. someone with a name, and it, it's taken Nia to the next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, and I'll be curious to see uh, if, if it continues with Alicia uh, going forward. But uh, we went from that to the New Day coming out. And let me start before we talk about the match itself between Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Now, with this match, one thing that was very interesting um, is that the announcers officially retired it. I know we'd speculated this before that the club quote-unquote, is over, and now it's Gallows and Anderson because this is how they've been referred to. But tonight was, I think, the first time the announcer said, oh, Gallows and Anderson were part of this sh short-lived faction called The Club with AJ Styles, you know, past tense. Um, did, did you guys pick up on that tonight and think that's mm -hmm. significant at all? Yeah, I mean, they haven't really been calling them The Club since, yeah. uh, since the draft. Yeah, but they haven't really, I think, uh, you know, referred to it sort of past as I think a lot of people online still have been. Uh, but let's talk about the other notable thing, which is that uh, the New Day coming out and and like referencing how terrible that segment with uh, with Gals and Anderson was last week. I mean, that's it's rare that a comedy segment or attempt to comedy segment bombs so bad that it gets referenced not only by them, but by the announcers. I mean, do you guys think uh, that they're retiring sort of comedy or comedy bits for a while with the, no. with the, no, no, with Gallows no. and Anderson? No, Gallows well, Anderson. maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe temporarily, that doesn't mean anything. It's not like they signed a death yeah. warrant here because it is. Right, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't necessarily all Gallows and Anderson. I mean, it was, it no, was everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but you know what was really funny? This was like the first time I laughed in a New Day segment in a while was when they're like, okay, we're going to yes. roll that footage. <laughs> and then they're like, ah, gotcha. Because I sit through a lot of New Day segments, and I love all three dudes in that and all three personally. And I struggle watching a lot of their segments, you know, because they're on so much and they're doing the same shtick over and over. It gets played out for me. Yeah, you know? exactly. So they're, one, they're, they're, they're not ones time. to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I still think I'll, I'll take the New Day and John Stewart any day over what uh, Gals and Anderson did last week. Ah. <laughs> I'm not the saying it's it's better. It's just less bad. Yeah, um, I would say that though the the match itself was pretty good. It, it's yeah. clear that they treat Kofi and Xavier as kind of the the weak version of the New Day. You know what I mean? Like they're the ones that yep. always lose. It's never when yep. Biggie is in. Um, but I thought the match itself was good, but the crowd didn't seem that into it. Yeah, Matt, what would you think? I, I thought. The announcers did a great job 
the demolition reference, um, transitioning it from, you know, being the longest reigning tag champions of all time into um, Gallows and Anderson being like demolition, access smash, you know, super aggressive, no nonsense. The, the games are done with. Once the bell sounds, they're bad. You know, you know what. Um, and they worked like that tonight. They did. They definitely worked with a purpose tonight, a little bit more aggressive. I liked it a lot. I loved what they brought tonight. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what you're saying though, that uh, Matt, that definitely goes along with it, right? The idea that yep. they're saying like Gallows and Anderson, they're really good in the ring guys. Let's forget about that whole thing last week. And let's focus on how awesome in the ring they are. And that works um, way better. You know? yep. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but I, I don't, I, I, ho- I really hope post, Clash of the Champions, we, we shake things up a little bit again because I feel like New Day in the club or not New Day and Gallows and Anderson rather. But but with who? The shining stars, you know, like who who, At this who point, is man, there right now? I mean, but that you know, uh, what are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah, you, you know? gotta make a team up or something. The Ascension is sitting in the locker room, probably hanging out with Golden Truth. Uh, they're going on SmackDown. Like, oh, that's no wait, is Ascension no the Vaudevillains are on SmackDown. Man, the Ascension is too. Can they? I'll look this up when we talk about the next thing. Uh, but yeah, with no deadlies, it really, uh, that's to me what was uh, what was definitely missing. Now, uh, we came back from this. Of course, they were hyping up the cruiser rates are coming to Raw next week. And uh, then we came back to a different uh, spin on this of Jinder Mahal versus Jack Swagger. Um, how to best explain this. So the idea was that Jinder, they kept saying, what was this thing? Jinder's found peace, made peace, a man at peace. Is it? Yeah. Uh, they, they were phrasing this as a new angle for Jinder. Uh, Jack Swagger came out. Jinder won. I, I don't know. This, this whole thing, I, I go from being like confused during these segments to being, feeling like a little offended. I don't, I'm not sure for who or on whose behalf, but it's like, it just, mm. it's to me, the whole thing's uncomfortable. Uh, Matt, is this going anywhere with, with the Jinder Mahal Good. Jack Swagger? I, I ate something. We were just complaining, guys, all of us, so two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. He, he, Jinder Mahal comes back, looks like a million bucks in his street clothes. They throw him a Heath Slater and they remind us again. Yeah, he does. He looked like, a, looked like a movie star, I thought. Yeah. yeah. You know? But he, we were reminded again this dude was a jobber because they paired him with his other jobber partner at the time. Um, and it was stupid. A way to reintroduce him, and so Vince, the way he thinks is that I tell these I tell these fans what to think and what they're gonna think, and they're gonna forget about everything because tonight, guess what? This is your new gimmick. This is your new character, and this is all that matters. And that's what that was. We we watched him come out, and we all had to pretend we didn't remember anything about his past. They did a good job of trying to explain why he's doing what he's doing with the whole peace thing, obviously, to to a degree with him on promo. But at least it was something. At least he is a character now. And it's yeah. something. Jack Swagger's reaction, though, in his entrance, again, he's still getting reaction. What the freak, WWE? Unless something's going to well, happen that I'm unaware of. He's not, he, I don't know if it, he's getting the reaction or just the, the, the catchphrase. Just the catchphrase, the we the people. Because the crowd shuts up as soon as he says that. Um, Two or three times a match, that's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, this. I think this was Jinder Mahal's second ever televised win, uh, with his first being... Uh, over Heath Slater, uh, you know, I don't know. It, you know, when they talk about the brand split, bringing you know all these opportunities, and you know, you are seeing guys like AJ Styles now as the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But you're seeing a lot more of people you don't really care to see at, at the same time. Rhino, he's later. Sorry. <laughs> well, for me, it's uh, Jack Swagger, Jinder, Shining yeah. Stars, uh, mm. Bo Dallas. Uh, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. And mm. once you throw in SmackDown, uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a, a little left turn here, real quick. And I, I just think I mentioned this comment section that it's time to raid NXT and really start to give these rosters some depth because they don't have any. And uh, mm -hmm. it showed last night with the SmackDown pay-per-view, which was basically a one-match show. Yeah. Um, it's time to bring Nakamura, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, uh, uh, Austin Aries. I mean, yes, it, 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 it wrecks the NXT roster, but they're drawing 300 people a night on the weekends, you know? No more uh, than that. More than three hundred. They're doing, you know. Uh, some are doing like a hundred, like the ones in Fort Pierce and. Like oh yeah, little... yeah, yeah. But that's not the ones that they're sending out. Yeah, uh... but still, that's that's chump change compared to the yeah, millions that are watching every week. I don't know. They uh, just established it as a brand. You yes, know, but, I mean, but you're you. That's it's for people that already have the WWE network. Um, yeah. This is for millions and millions of people worldwide, and it's affecting the the bulk of the live event business, uh, the network subscriptions. I mean everything. Uh, so <laughs> you know you can still have these guys show up at Takeover, uh, work TVs or whatever. At least Nakamura, since he's the champ, and and do it like Kevin Owens did. You know, hold the NXT mm -hmm. title while being on the main roster, mm -hmm. and eventually lose it. But the, these rosters are so shallow right now that. That they need to do something. They need to add real stars as opposed to bringing up failed, you know, gimmicks, you know, that that haven't worked many times over, and uh, just putting them back on TV. Yeah, I don't know. This whole thing, you know, I know we talked about this before about sort of the lazy stereotypes, the nationalistic uh, mm -hmm. sense of like when we do this, you know, USA chant. Whatnot. I think the thing that bothers me with gender is they know that it's getting almost incorrect heat you know, with the USA mm -hmm. chance and what they're portraying with this. It's mm -hmm. not like Americans, by and large, have a problem with Sikh Indians of Canadian descent. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> that's not how they're reacting in this. Yeah, and it's like the, when, they, thing, it's the when they would have, you know, like with Japanese wrestlers and have them talk about egg rolls and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas like every Asian was kind of the same uh, yeah. is how they would treat them. And yeah, that's it, it did kind of look like they're trying to give them a look of a more dark... Uh, and of peace, what do people say about Islam? Islam is a religion of peace. Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. This lifted that tonight. It just, it, that's the thing. And, you know, I put up with, as wrestling fans, we put up with a lot of crap, right? And a very little offends us because if stuff offended us, we wouldn't be able to watch the show, you know, on its best weeks. Um, but I think with this, I think it's just, it's, it's a step too far, you know, in terms of just, wow. I don't know. I mean, like, they don't need to go for this cheap of heat. You know what I mean? I mean, with Rusev mm -hmm. and the Russian thing, fine. But Rusev, you know, it, it kind of works that they've fleshed out this angle with him. With Jinder, I think they know, hey, we put out a guy in, in a turban and in the middle of America and a lot of the crowd's just going to boo. Yeah. It's literally, it's that type of math. And that is what I think is just offensive to us as viewers insulting well, our intelligence. Now, while that's true, and I agree, it's lazy booking. It, it, it's lazy creative. That said, like, we're, we're far past that in 2016. You're right. Yeah. That said, then don't react. Yeah. But, and, and, and I'm sorry, until the crowd stops chanting USA. I know. And until they stop booing a guy just because, like you said, had a turban on his head and was, was talking about peace and we boo him. I can't what wait. What does that say about us? I know. Like, I can't society, wait. Honestly.
till they're in the Bay Area next month. I'm going to be there for Monday Night Raw in yeah. Oakland. And the audience is going to be more guys that look like Jinder. Than, hey, you man. Know, you better cheer him. You better cheer him then, Glenn. Wow. Jinder's going to blow the lid off that place. You know, that. Hey, man, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm of Indian descent. I'm, I'm not cheering Jinder. But, but uh, – <laughs> But uh, I, I do see like it 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 could lead to less educated people, uh, you know, getting yes. heat from less educated people and and that hatred easy and uh, and it does seem like sometimes that's where they want to go. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm going to complain to the FCC so Bixen Span can pull the records later, but I think doing this on what? September 12th is just like a little messed up. Oh my god, I'm horrible. I didn't pick up on that, Glenn. I'm the yeah. worst. I'm just saying like. <laughs> You can get away with a lot in my book. I'll put up a lot, but with this, I'm just like, oh, it's just a little, little too far. I don't know. I, I don't, you know, maybe I'm overreacting, but that's just my, my take on it. Uh, but let's move on and talk about uh, the shining stars, uh, Epico versus Enzo Amore. And again, the shining stars, Epico gets a win over Enzo. <laughs> this might be more offensive, to be honest. Forget everything I just said. This actually probably offends me even more than that. Um, <laughs> well, it's like I said last week, you know, they, they have nothing to do with these guys, so they're building a big cast in Enzo, you know, versus the Shining Stars feud uh, for the yeah. pay-per-view. And, you know, th there's so much more steam on Enzo and big cast that I guess the, the way they feel like to build it, they just have to keep beating Enzo. And Enzo's always the one, you know, taking the pins. Uh, right. But um, it's too bad uh, because... They were just starting to build some steam with Big Cass, too, and like it was looking like he could be a player. And just to just demote him down to, to this, when they need stars. You got Jack Swagger and Jinder Mahal <laughs> in the segment before. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. Um, you know uh, uh, who you should be offended by? Ultimate Warrior Rick Rude Bobby Heenan finish. Yeah. Is, uh, what they went with, you know, the, the suplex over the rope. and The WrestleMania 5. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was offended by that. Yeah. <laughs> um, they use it on these guys. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I love watching Enzo. That's all I could say. I love watching him. Uh, he's entertaining as hell. And um, the backstage was a little bit different for me tonight. They're, they're pre tape. I was wondering because Zoe is someone that definitely feeds off the crowd, sometimes a little too much. You know, but 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 tonight he 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 did his uh, his shtick backstage, and I thought it, I thought it hit hit pretty well. Um, he's talented as hell. I don't know what I know. Big Cass is tall, and I know he's impressive looking. Yada yada yada. But I still think Zoe is money. I don't know what because of his build or what, but I don't know. I just think he's money. I love watching him. I agree. I mean, I mean, we're complaining about Enzo losing, right? But in reality, Epico is actually the better wrestler. You know, yeah, like in yes. the ring, Epico is way better. Yes. But because Enzo was so entertaining, so charismatic, it's just by default you feel like he should be winning, and yeah, and he should be. But yeah. Epico, uh, but I mean, Enzo, at least in the end. But Enzo, I mean, he spent you know better part of two years in NXT just taking beatdowns because he sells it so well, you know, and Cass coming in and doing cleanup on the tag matches. So I mean, in that sense, it, it works for me, but. Uh, you know, I, I like to see the victory, but I have to say to your point, Matt, Enzo backstage, I mean, I think of all the guys currently on the roster, what in the hell is Dolph Ziggler doing headlining a WWE Studios film? They need to get Enzo. I mean, he to me, he's got the most potential. 
Um, I don't know if he's movie star. I mean, I think he's you don't think he does. It you don't think you'd have to be very careful with what you put him in, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but know? I think he could do comedy. He'd be a strong supporting role. I mean, look, they put uh, they put uh, they uh, they don't need him off a of TV right now. So I, there's I'm a difference absolutely against that. And there's a difference between a very good reactor versus a very good actor. Miz is a good actor. I'm sure Dolph was a good actor. I didn't see his movie. Zoe is a fantastic reactor. You know what I mean? On the fly, things off the top of his head, you know, and just go, not sitting there memorizing a script and playing some G.I. Joe character. No, absolutely. See, you know? But say, remember, WWE Studios put the Funkasaurus in a film and gave him a credible supporting role that, like, he actually got good notices for. I'm saying with Enzo, yeah. I think, you know, there's more they can do with him. Um, and for God's sake, yeah. WWE Studios, stop making movies where the lead characters in some sort of military or law enforcement. I know you have access yeah. to one great HQ set that you can use again and again, but I feel like this next one coming out is the same thing oh he's investigating something it's just like 12 rounds three it's just like yeah. uh, countdown yep. it's just the same thing change it up a little because i'm watching these things and i'm gonna get bored after a while you know if uh you don't keep it keep it fresh um, but uh, we'll come back and talk about the main event in a second, but I want to remind everyone to check out DDP Yoga. We all know that DDP Yoga has changed countless lives, and many of the past and current roster have benefited immensely from it. We're talking about guys like Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, Gold Dust. They all swear by DDP Yoga. And now DDP has taken it to another level with the DDP Yoga Now app on iOS and Android. So you got no excuse. You can take it with you anywhere. And the cool thing about the app is that you can track not only your workouts, but you can connect it to a heart rate monitor, count your calories, your heart rate in real time, whether you're at the gym, on your DDP yoga mat, or even while you're out mowing the lawn. All the fitness tracking features, including pain tracking, measurements, progress photos, and more are completely free in the DDP Yoga Now app. And DDP Yoga Now subscribers won't get tired of doing the same workouts because they've added completely new DDP Yoga 2.0 workouts, weekly live workouts direct from the DDP Yoga Performance Center, and motivational messages every Monday from DDP himself. It's literally, it's the next best thing to having them roll into your house in the morning, get you out of bed, and tell you to get your butt in gear. You can get these messages every Monday, and they're going to keep you on track. DDP even hosts his own cooking show on the app, showing you how to make healthy food taste amazing. And for a limited time, you can get the DDP Yoga Now DVDs for 15% off, and that includes three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. To save 15%, head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestlinginc. Stop procrastinating and get started now with DDP Yoga. All right, and... So after that, we had. What do we go to next? That was the uh, the, the backstage promo. The backstage promo with uh, Kevin Owens. That's that yes. which I, I wanted to mention. I thought this was one of Kevin Owens' best promos on the main roster, where he uh, where he got in Seth Rollins' face and just ripped into him. Uh, it, it was like totally grounded in reality. Everything he said was dead on. He was a total heel, total prick about it. <laughs> Seth Rollins couldn't respond. I, I, mm -hmm. I thought this was just great. I mean, this made me want to see them wrestle um, more than a lot, you know, more than a hokey wrestling angle would have done. Thousand percent, thousand percent right. Love that. Loved every second of it. Um, they're doing good with Kevin so far. You know, I like where they're going with it. You know, I'm a huge fan of Rollins. I like to match up as far as physically in the ring. Now we're getting some some meat on the bone, you know what I mean? To sink our teeth into storyline-wise, character-wise, you know, and get us to, you know, be able to, yeah, like I said, sink our teeth into something. 
Well, and I, I thought it was all great, except that, you know, if you stipulate too many times that someone mm -hmm. cannot interfere in a match or there will be consequences and those consequences aren't specified, he's going to interfere in the match. <laughs> now, you're just telegraphing it a little too much, I think, uh, to keep bringing it up again and again how they were. But uh, what, what did you think of uh, the match itself and uh, everything that, that happened with that? I mean, where we had... Owens versus Reigns, obviously uh, Owens beating Reigns, but we had the interference not only from Rollins, but with Rusev restarting their mm. feud. Uh, Matt, to you first, what did you think about the, the the match and the direction that the storyline's going in? Yeah, I think you guys all know I'm a huge Rusev fan now. I, I was happy to see Rusev come out. Um, it, it tells me they're going to go their own way with hopefully with Reigns and Rusev, I pray. And Rusev can beat up on him some more. Um, <laughs> it keeps him out of the main event, sorry. Yeah. Um, but what, what do you say? It's like you said, they tipped their hand a little bit. Obviously, that Rollins was going to come out. Um, the thing I didn't like, it really stuck out to me, is I, when there's a passionate Mick Foley on the mic, when he's really into something and he's passionate, like the storyline with Edge and Randy Orton, when he would come back and help get them all gassed up, all psyched up about their match to go to, you know, to the extreme and to do whatever it take to, takes to win, right? You guys remember those storylines. When he gets in that mode, he's, Wow. He's always great, but he's really great when he's that that invested. Tonight, I thought he out, you know, with Rollins, the way he, he was yelling at him, at, you know, so like he was talking down to his kid. Um, Rollins, that's Rollins' job to come back with something, whether he's right or wrong, whether he interfered or not. He's Seth mother effing Rollins. You got to be that guy 24-7. And when a legend or not is talking down to you and dressing you down like that on the mic, the fans can hear that. Nah, I'm Seth Rollins. I can do what I want in a meager voice. Freaking step right up to Mick. What's he going to do? You know what I mean? That's your chance to really cement that you're a bad you-know-what or you're a chicken you-know-what. Um, one or the other. He didn't give me either of those. You know? You could tell he was throwing off a little bit, I thought. Yeah. Foley, for some reason, just annoyed the crap out of me tonight. And, it, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know what you were saying? Like, he, 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 he can, when he delivers a passionate promo, he, he's great. Yeah. He was trying to be passionate too often tonight, and for yeah. for times when it was like, dude, just you know, you're overdoing it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so that Roman Reigns got beat tonight uh, twice, you know, once by DQ and and then again. So, yeah. uh, you know, I will say this: I think Reigns is better in the ring right now. I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. I did in the comment section, but, but he, he I, I think Reigns is better in the ring right now than Dean Ambrose. I don't see anything wrong with that comment at all. No, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think he consistently no. has better matches, uh, singles matches, and uh, you know, again tonight, another another great match. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I loved how it ended. It, it, they did enough uh, hope spots that you thought that Reigns was going to win, and I and did. then yeah, so did I. And 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 going into the match, I didn't. And so at the end, when Owens won, it was just like, man, that's that was awesome. Yeah. And uh, and I and especially with the depleted roster, I think it's so much better to have your separate Reigns and Rusev feud. They they could use that to fill the time more more than what they've got going right now. And then you got and then you got Rollins and Owens, and and that could be money. Just it's like what Matt said though. Rollins has got to kind of step up and not just get berated, you know, weeks in. I mean, if you're it's hard to tell if he's a babyface right now, and if that's what they're trying to do, then that's good. But if he's supposed to be a babyface and he's just kind of getting crapped on the whole yeah. you know, episode, and when he does interfere, it's just nullified right away anyway. Um, 
and yeah, he just kind of, uh, they need to take him to that next level. Well, and it's weird though, because I mean, it seems like both Owens and Rollins are so over that they they try. I mean, I feel like they've been trying more to make Owens a little more heel and Rollins more babyface. But I, I don't think, I think they get the crowd reactions regardless. And then Rain gets boo, Reigns gets booze regardless. Uh, but I agree with you guys about Mick. But I will say the one thing when he was getting a little shrill and his voice was breaking, and I think the reason Rollins was thrown, I mean, he sounded legitimately pissed. At the end there, you know, he did. I don't know if you guys have had this before, but whether it's a parent or a coworker, you know, like when someone really like loses their S and they kind of get that. I mean, like, I don't know if Mick channeled that through acting or or, or what or if it, maybe he was overacting, but I would have been taken aback by that because that was like the oh, my God, he's really serious tone. Uh, he did so it too Rollins much, though. He got serious yeah. when Rollins accused him of, you know, being sucking up to Stephanie earlier yeah. in the show. It's like, Good come call. on, man. But my only thing was that oh, – I'm sorry, Matt. Go. That's your chance, though. It's like I learned this with, with, with Russo, actually. I, I had a promo with Scott Steiner once. Uh, Scott Steiner once. And, I remember that one in it, TNA. It, right. And Vince specifically told me going into that, i like, look, you, I see what he's about to go out there and say. I've got to say something back, Vince. I look like the world's biggest P-U-S-S-Y if I don't. And he's like, no, bro, no, bro. Your comeback is the pay-per-view and the victory and the da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, that's your comeback. He goes, I was like, okay. So I disagree with him to that to this day, but that's me following direction, okay? And I don't know, is, was that planned tonight? And then Seth, you know, was just doing what he was told? Vince was very specific with me about that. I remember that going into that. Oh, day. yeah. I, I mean, everything is so scripted now that I'm sure that, you know, that's that's how it was scripted and laid out. And Rollins would have probably gotten in trouble if he did anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that was promo with Steiner because I was like, man, Matt. You got to say something back to the face. But I'll tell you, though, I know there were there were those spots in the match, but I was pretty convinced that Reigns wasn't going to win because we can't have another main event triple threat for the title so soon after Battleground. And especially with Reigns, like Reigns, you know, getting sort of just thrown into the mix, because at that point, why don't they just make a rule? Every championship match in a pay-per-view from now on is a triple threat and Reigns is one of the entrants. And let's go even further. Let's add him to past ones. WrestleMania three, Hogan versus Andre. Find a way. Let's get Reigns in there. Make it a three-way match for the belt. <laughs> you know, Taker versus Foley. Hell in the cell. We can find. We have the technology. We can get Reigns inserted into the match. Um, I mean, they were very smart. To, you know, and I, I, I was like, they're not gonna go. You know, not play that card again too soon. But that's great that, that they, race. since they do always play that card, that you kind of thought that they probably would here. You know, so that added to that. You know, I, think, I thought. Yeah. I thought so. Well, that's a big part of being the WWE fan, right? Is that you're like, oh, they're not going to do that. No, wait, they could do that. Like, sometimes that's that's the swerve, right? Is that thing you thought, yeah. oh, they're not going to do this again. Swerve, they did huh. it again. Yeah. If, if you didn't like it the first five times, the sixth time, you're going to love it. Um, but uh, all in all, uh, uh, Raj, what did you think of tonight's Monday Night Raw? Sort of your final thought on the show. And then we'll talk about some of the other news this week, both of Vince McMahon's injury and, of course, CM Punk's match on Saturday. But what did you think of the show uh, sort of sandwiched in between what we saw last night at Backlash and then, you know, having SmackDown as usual following it tomorrow? You know, I thought it was, God, really, till the main event, I thought it was boring as hell. Um, it was three hours. I mean, it just felt so long. It's three hours that felt like five. I, but then the main event made up for it. I thought, you know, and there were you know bright spots on the show like Nia Jax, the Jericho promo, but that was about it. So, you know, I'd, I'd give this a D. Matt. Mm. Uh, solid. 
C minus. <laughs> I thought it was better than last week, you know, uh, but I do have to say compared to Backlash last night, uh, Raj, I take it by what you said earlier, really feel like it was one match. I have to say, I really enjoyed Backlash last night. I thought that a shorter, tighter pay-per-view, I know they, they had to stretch parts a bit because they lost the Orton-Bray uh, match, but I have to say, I mean, Backlash last night, I thought it was a very pleasant surprise, you know, the, uh, especially that match with The Miz and Ziggler. Uh, I really enjoyed it. But mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, tonight uh, was still, though, this was better than last week's Monday Night Raw. But to me, the, the, hopes, uh, the hope spot for me at the end is uh, what we've been talking about, that now we've course corrected, right? We've got Sami Zayn with Jericho. We've got a firm storyline there. Mm -hmm. um, we've got Owens and Rollins now in the build-up mm -hmm. to Clash of the Champions. We've taken Reigns out of that equation now, and we've got him back with Rusev. I feel like tonight uh, at the end, it felt to me like, okay, now they're really recovering from Finn Balor's injury and having to completely rewrite you know, their main right. storylines. Because obviously there were ripple effects with that. I don't. Enzo and Cass would be feuding with Jericho and Owens if not for Finn right. Balor's injury. Yes. You know? So I feel like now we're, we're getting on track. Uh, and yeah, so uh, that, that's our thoughts on Raw. Of course, we'll be back here on Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern, myself and David Bixenspan, who, according to Matt Morgan, not me, according to Matt Morgan, Matt, do you want to hit it and say Bixenspan? Worst, worst last name ever. Yes. We will be here to talk about SmackDown Live and what happens in the first Backlash pay-per-view. But let's talk a little bit about the other news that happened this week. I guess the big news sort of coming out this evening and today uh, is that Vince McMahon is injured, of course. Wrestling Inc. has the entire story. Raj, do you want to fill people in? Uh, well, all, all there is is what WWE released is that he got injured while training. And uh, he's going to have surgery, but we'll be back at work on Wednesday. Uh, so, I mean, the guy is a beast. Matt, I know you, you kind of got your foot in the door uh by working out you know, by seeing vince in the, in the gym, gym right yeah. like kind of yeah. kind of following him in the gym and and, yeah. and get, trying to talk to him right yeah uh, did you did you see him actually work out yes and he always wore the same like, he'd wear always black he always wore black sweatpants a black tank well actually what he ended up wearing to the ring yeah. uh, like versus stone cold and always black sweats black tank up anyways he's jacked as you can imagine but dude super intense i'm talking like really screaming loud from across the gym intense like pressing lots of weight exactly what you think he would be doing you know it's not a gimmick Stephanie, this was like 15 years ago right yeah dude this is this is 2000 yeah so he was like so he's 70 now so he's 55 back then impressing know. serious serious weight stephanie mcmahon too by the way very intense work uh, lifter but matt did you ever see vince mcmahon sneeze of course not. Vince no one has. Are you That's... crazy? That's a sign of weakness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, uh, so no. yeah. So do, do you think, I mean, you're, you're a bodybuilder and, and, you know, do you think uh, at, at, at his age, how old, when, when you saw him, did he seem too intense with what he was doing? Or did that seem just, just right for who he was? Because I, I was a mark in the Vince character I was talking to at this point, you know, I didn't know him personally yet. Right. Um, I thought it, you know, this is who he really is. You know, he, he is who that character is to a degree, as far as, you know, the whole just really veins bulging everywhere and just make it loud noises with every single rep he did. You know, he's strong as hell. No joke. Um, I don't know if he's injured because of weightlifting, that makes sense. He'll be back by Wednesday. Um, I didn't even know about this story, Raj. As soon as you said it, I got very nervous. It was something else. Um, and if it was something else, he would not be back on Wednesday. So that's 
in a way. I feel very good news, obviously, if we're talking health versus injury. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they even mentioned it um, because if he's going to be back this quick, why why even release it unless yes. they're worried that everyone's going to freak out that he wasn't backstage at TV tonight and tomorrow night. But I, you know, no, you're there right. Have though, been other Raj. weeks where he hasn't been. You're right. Well, I was wondering when you said that is that a camouflage for like a health issue maybe? But right. then as soon as you said Wednesday, I was like, huh, well, maybe not. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So, of course, the other big news, people are still talking about what happened Saturday night at uh, UFC 203. Uh, Matt, what did you think of uh, CM Punk versus Mickey Gall and how that all went? <sighs> Doesn't do a, you know, wrestlers are tough guys uh, stuff very good. Um, you know, but that's not what that's about. I give him more. Honestly, I said this today. I give him all the credit in the world for having the balls to get in there. He's CM Punk. He's got a very big name, very big reputation. Um, albeit in a work situation, so what? When he walks through stores, everybody knows who he is. He put that on the line, in my opinion, by going in there and having the balls to do something he'd always wanted to do. He got his ass handed to him. He's going to pick his, you know, he's going to, you know, get back on his bike, as he says, and, and learn to ride again or whatever, the, the, you know, the analogy he, he said used, he used. But nonetheless, I think that takes a lot of balls to, be, to do that because he did put his brand on the line, in my opinion, to a degree. And I think he created a new brand out of this. And that's a much more humble Phil Brooks um, than the CM Punk that we always hear about. You know, this dick in an elevator. You know, he's a dick in an elevator. He's a jerk in an airport. He's this. He's that. I didn't. I didn't get any of that from him. You know, I think he's a little bit more, more humbled by this. Um, and I'm a fan, honestly. I, I'd like to. I want to see where the journey goes. I like to see him keep fighting and, and keep doing what he likes to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he had, he had balls, but it, 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 it was still, in my opinion, it, it still seemed incredibly stupid when it was all said and done. Um, he he made he made a lot of money out of it. Uh, UFC, hopefully, they get a good buy rate out of it because mm-hmm. I think ultimately this made. UFC and, and CM Punk both look bad um, in that UFC puts a guy with no athletic background uh, and it, it's not like he ended up getting ready. He was never ready and it showed. Right. Um, and, you know, it, this isn't one of the, you know, I, I know in boxing they have those celebrity boxing things, but those guys are put against, they're not putting against like Mike Tyson or, you know, like trained pro boxers. So, uh, yeah, I just think... Uh, I just think it made them all look bad. I I can't say I, I respect Punk for it because I think ultimately Why? He, because he 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 went out showed that he had nothing. He was over his head. Uh, he just took a shortcut based on his fame. And he, he got me and he got paid. The shortcut on his fame is going back to WWE and getting paid even more, more no, than that. No, uh, if At if the top he wanted, of his game. if he, was, what is there to respect? That he that went out and got his ass kicked and did my, absolutely nothing. That, that in my opinion, he's now less valuable to WWE if he wants to go back that route. Oh, yeah. That no, he's no, less I valuable think a, everywhere I think a else. Celebrity. Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, I this think is, he took a hit. Yeah, this well, isn't like maybe. Ronda Rousey having a bad night. I mean, this was, he spent, you know, what, two years preparing for this and, I mean, didn't even get a couple of licks in. I mean, this was, this, this was, I mean, I watched that documentary and I was, I mean, this was worse than I expected it to be. The only thing that I'll say in me is funny because now no one can say that a professional wrestler could not last a minute in the round with a UFC guy. <laughs> he lasted like two minutes and change. Uh, but that was not, that was, that was, I mean, that was awkward. That was, I mean, that was like cringe, worry. For yeah, and that's stupidity. If, yeah. if he, if he had any, if, if he didn't, if he respected MMA, he would know that's what would happen. It, having not had any training in two, two years ago and to think that he could pick it up and go and fight a pro, uh, 
that's just stupidity or arrogance or I don't know mm -hmm. what it is. Now he got paid, good for him. Uh, but if he truly respected MMA or the sport, he would have went gotten an gotten an amateur fight. Bellator would have given it to him in a second. They threw Dada five thousand or whatever at Kimbo Slice. Uh, granted, he wouldn't have fought in the UFC, but at least he would have gotten a couple amateur fights in. He probably could have gotten another because if they they would have put him in him in with the can, at least he gets some experience. If he truly uh, respected MMA and that's what he wanted to do, uh, that's what he should have done. But he completely thought that. He, he could just cakewalk in and, you know. Uh, so either he he disrespected MMA and thought he could just come in and, and win, <clears throat> beat pros, or he was out to make a quick buck. And Can I, his dream was to be under, you know, get a UFC paycheck. I don't think he'd ever pay at all. Um, I don't think he's going to do it for free either. But real quick, let me throw a different analogy. Let me throw a different example out there. Myself. All right. I'm I'm working in a medical device field right now. That usually they, they only they only hire people that have done this for 12 to 15 years of industry experience, right? I'm not, I got my interview because I'm Matt Morgan, the seven foot three hundred pound pro wrestler. That's why I got my interview. I knocked it out of the ballpark. They hired me. I'm the number one rep at the moment. Okay, with with zero experience. My question to you is: Should I was I disrespectful by using my name to get that interview to get that job? I mean, to a degree, I did yes, but it was proven successful. Um, nobody in my industry looks at me like, oh God, this is, I see you guys so disrespectful. So I, I, I you, no, you see what I'm saying? You, it's you like, you, you, you could do the job. If, if, if a hospital hired you to be a heart surgeon because of your name and then it turns out you suck, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Uh, that's a different story. So yeah, if you get hired for a, a job that you could probably do and, and you, you know, obviously, him getting his name, like, okay, let me put it this way. If the UFC decided that they wanted to make a reality show uh, and, and pick, they pick eight guys from different walks of life, like musicians and actors right. and, and CM Punk, and, and have them on this reality show where uh, two of them, you know, they get to train MMA and then they get to fight on a pay-per-view, I would have no problem with that. Yeah. You know, you you, you know they sign. You see him punk gets the the paycheck, but to throw him in there against a pro makes UFC look bad, and uh, mm. you know just everything I said, in, in my opinion. My question and Bixen Span and I uh, sort of stumbled upon this last Wednesday when we were talking about it. Why didn't they get another pro wrestler? Why didn't they find someone else who wanted to try their hand at this to go up against CM Punk? Because that would have been because here's what because it wasn't trying. supposed to be gimmicky. This was exactly. supposed to be gimmicky. But, you know this was supposed to be, they think... be gimmicky your first time. And you know, and then if you can actually do it, uh, then you're on a slippery slope it. with UFC. I don't think UFC fans would like that at all. I then they, then they do the gimmicky thing by signing Punk in the first place. So yeah. they, they they go uh, the gimmick route by signing Punk. But then they they don't go the gimmick route by putting him against the find gimmick. one other guy you know Bellator but Bellator would have done that Bellator would have oh, really? Bellator yeah I mean you know they booked these you know they booked these you know Dada five thousand against Kimbo Slice uh, Ken Shamrock who's you know fifty five against uh, Hoist Gracie uh, oh. so you know they'll they would have done it for sure. Yeah, I, I think that would have been at least had more of a curiosity where both guys would have come out looking like a million bucks. And then from there, he could have taken it and tried to, you know, fight, you know, some some uh, more experienced MMA guys. But I mean, you know, the one thing I'll, I'll say, though, is that promo he did after that was OK, that's CM Punk that right there you know this was his chance to do what he does best which is talk um you know i mean no discredit to his performance in the ring but it, it's unfortunate though that he had to have his ass handed to him mm -hmm. to to get that time to spend 60 seconds saying something that moved people and made him feel something 
you know, because that's what I've seen. And to his credit, I've seen, you know, probably, I'm not going to say 50%, I'm going to say maybe a quarter of the people out there are talking about the promo he cut afterwards as opposed to the ass whooping well, that he received. Just, 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 that's a great point. I agree with that. Just, just one last thing, Raj. Um, not trying to sway you, but, but just, just hear me out on this. You have a huge name. One of the biggest names in the in wrestling industry, right? All you have to do is just sit back, shut up, go to work, cash that check, um, you know, phone a couple matches in, a couple paper, a couple mania mores in, and, and we're talking this dude's a million, millionaire. Um, that's it. That's all he had to do for the next two years, three years, whatever. Um, made money on top of money on top of money, right? Dude said, no, screw that. I'm done with that. I want to go try this now. There is an arrogance to do something like that to a degree, like me trying to become a jet pilot without any type of lessons and then crash a plane. Yes, I agree. But it still puts his brand, his identity, all of that stuff in the shitter as far as jeopardizing that his name brand, his recognition, his fame, if you will. Um, I take him on that challenge and knowing he, let's be honest, you know he knew he was going to get his ass worked. Well, I he didn't, didn't pick up any type of confidence from him throughout any of these these specials well he didn't take that challenge right uh, if you know there's thousands of mma fighters that show how it's done you, you know you you get in the sport you learn you know the different aspects then you fight some fights as an amateur see how you do and right. then if you're good enough for the pros go on he's zero zero as an amateur and a pro right. um so if he if he's really uh saying goodbye to the money and he just wants to be a good MMA fighter, that's what he should have done. But he wanted that, you know, there's a reason why he chose UFC as opposed to the amateurs, and that's for the money and the fame, you know, that comes with it. I mean, why else would he have done that? And he picked um, Mickey Gall. That Mickey Gall's no slouch. I don't know exactly. if, everyone, if everyone's ever heard of him or not, but he is good. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's, I mean, he showed it. I don't know about you, but putting your ass, showing your ass by by going on national television and knowing there's at least a ninety percent chance that you're going to get humiliated. I, I don't know. I got respect for that. I, I, I think I think that's. I guess you got respect for it. I think it's dumb. <laughs> you know, to him, this was a better payday. He got to train, you know, where he wanted to, do what he wanted to, have this attention on him, yeah, and yeah. go and suffer for two minutes. He didn't have to lose to Brock at a pay per view. Yeah, he didn't have to take Z packs yeah. and shut his mouth and put up with, you know, Triple H's crap. I I'm mean, not, I, yeah, mind. not to belabor the point. He could have went to Bellator. He still gotten yeah. those fights in against much lower competition. See, I didn't know that, by the way. I didn't know that stuff. Sorry. But, well, Matt, well, I, guarantee I mean, he, he didn't have an offer yet because he went straight to the UFC. But he, I mean, Bellator. Bellator would have signed him in a second. I mean, they tried to get Del Rio. Uh, you know, huh. they, they they go they're going for the names. So, you know, but Matt, to your point, I think if you were put behind uh, the cockpit in a jet plane, I think you'd at least look good for maybe a minute or two trying to fly it. You'd at least have a couple moments where you're like, "Oh my God, I got this!" And then you'd crash and die. But man, for that brief moment, though, that's your time of glory. Punk didn't have that. And, There's nothing uh, about seven foot three hundred pounds that would ever look good in a cockpit. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on the plane, bro. Uh, but that's the thing, and, and my thing with MMA, and we talked about this before, but with UFC, the reason why I can't watch it is like, just all this shit goes. Once it goes to the ground, it's just boring to me. It's just you know, it's like watching your brothers in one of those wrestling matches where they're just rolling around, and huh. it's just I don't know. It's not as interesting. 
You know, I want you guys standing and at least with a wrestling match, you know, this is where Mr. McMahon uh, has a point in all this. We're entertained. Difference, it's a different like stroke. Like, I can never watch baseball. I, I go live. I'm bored out of my mind. To me, yeah. you know, MMA, when it goes to the ground, I, I find it fascinating someone, you know, so many times because someone could be getting pummeled. They lock in a triangle and win, you know, and, and beat Total someone who's stronger. Chess, than them. Dude, ultimate game of chess. I, I respect the shit out of it. No question. And there are, de- there are definitely fights where it goes to the ground, just stays there, and nothing happens. But it's that chess game. And, you, and when knowing that anything could happen, I, I find it fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anything else happened this week? I mean, Del Rio, Alberto Del Rio had his press conference. Del Rio's gone. Uh, Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan. Matt. <laughs> being all formal here. Uh, Matt, uh, what do you think with Del Rio? I mean, he's already done the Lucha Underground uh, route. Uh, there's really not a lot of options. How old is he? 39, I think. 38 or 39. That's an old-looking Double check. Um... I'd like to, I hope he saved his money. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he's got plenty of money. Um, that's a great question. I don't know if he needs to do anything at this point. I don't know his, his situation, his finances, but I would like to think because, you know, I know he's a huge star over Mexico um, many years before he came over. Um, what was his, what was his wrestling name over there? Dos Santos, right? So we know what was it? Not Dos Santos. What was oh, gosh. it? Uh, Dos Caros. Dos Caros, Dos Santos. Jesus, what's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> Yeah, those cars. And um, I, I don't know. I don't think like TNA is gonna. I don't know what you do if you're. You know, it's a tough spot for him. Maybe he doesn't do anything. Yeah. I read the translation of the transcript. He said Makes literally that he has a number of matches left in him, and he's gonna. You know, people know what his fee is, and he's gonna. He's gonna do uh, those matches. You know, I think he he specified a time frame, in that I don't recall what it was, but it was like it was a year no. or two years that he said he has left. When you first leave WWE, guys, you have that window where you could charge a lot of money. Uh, for these indie shots, no matter where you go, especially overseas, you can get like triple your normal value going overseas usually. So maybe he just does that a year until he's now, speaking. Of, speaking of the devil, I, I got I got to confirm a couple things, but I think I'll have more on Del Rio here uh, probably tomorrow morning. Cool. And, there you have it. And uh, end up. And everything uh, regarding the uh, the online speculation about Paige is just that, right? There's yeah, no... it's just speculation at this point. But she did her herself no favors with that that story getting out about Mark Carano and uh, trying to get her and Del Rito to break up. So we'll have to see. Um, hmm. I, I don't see if, I don't know if they'll want to just grant her her release. I mean, they always make it tough on people because then anyone can ask for it. Well, and then one last thing before we wrap up, I don't know if you guys noticed the new promos during backlash uh, and tonight during Monday night raw, they're using sound clips of Hogan. Yeah. I, I didn't notice that. Yeah. What do do you think? I mean, can we speculate that uh, this is perhaps them easing people back into the idea of Hulk Hogan making a return? I think so, dude. There's no the the minute in the absolute apex of his heat. Not once did I have a doubt that he's coming back to that company. Are you kidding me? I don't know, man. He said like the worst shit you can say. Yes, he did. Guess what? It's still gonna. I'll bet you. No matter what, he will always be welcome back. 
I'm a bet. I bet you there's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that have said way worse. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. But not on tape, and not who actually like. He said what he said, and people were like, "Oh, but he's not a racist." And then he says, "Oh no, I'm a racist." Like, I mean, he literally like, said <laughs> yeah, the but worst. You, and you can, can never trust it. what someone says when they're screwing their best friend's wife. That's true. Well, <laughs> you have that play. There's no way you just thought of that right now. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is, that, you know, the next time uh, someone like Adam Rose gets suspended and is sitting at home watching Hogan on TV back in the WWE, just going, this is bullshit, man. There's a big know. difference between Adam Rose and Hulk. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, let's let's take things home and wrap it up here. Of course, this has been the Wrestling Inc. podcast, our Monday Night Raw recap. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, give it a like or a comment on the Wrestling Inc. website. We'll be back here on Wednesday, myself and David Bixen span, to talk about uh, SmackDown Live. Uh, before we go, Matt, anything you want to plug? No, um, hit me up on Twitter. Um, hit me up on Instagram. Same address, BP Matt Morgan. And Raj, people should, of course, stay tuned to the Wrestling Inc. site in the coming days for perhaps some more news about Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, I think I should have something in the morning. Excellent. Well, until next time, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.